Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing the pause button today to Edge God In to your mind, your will, your emotions, and most importantly, your daily behaviors. Through your connection with the love of God in Christ, that we will be transformed on a daily basis and not conform to the pattern of this world. Today's topic is entitled, How to Overcome the Wildfire of Evil. How to Overcome the Wildfire of Evil. At the end of this podcast, it's our intention that you will have a stronger conviction, determination to activate the Holy Spirit within you and to use the gift of self-control so that you can be part of the solution rather than the problem in our culture today. We're going to be diving into the scriptures taken from Romans chapter 12, and specifically, we're going to dive a little bit deeper in the last verse of that chapter, which is verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. At Edge Got In, it is our mission statement to champion your human potential in Christ. One of our foundational verses is Galatians 5.1. Do not be overcome is our topic. And Galatians 5.1 says it is for freedom from being overcome. That Christ has set you free. Stand firm and do not allow yourself to be burdened by the yoke of slavery, the yoke of slavery of spilling out of yourself, the yoke of slavery of identity theft, confusion, the trickery of the devil to steal your peace, rob your identity, confuse you, disconnect you from the mission of God within you. We are launching a project called the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project. And you can explore more of that at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We're about to actually launch the course. Perhaps you're listening to this podcast after it's been launched. Our goal is to launch it in February 2022. And uh, like I said, you can explore more of that at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. The definition of emotional intelligence, by the way, is the activation. Emotional intelligence in Christ. In Christ. That's the key here differentiating factor is the activation of the Holy Spirit within you to discern and manage personal emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. And so today we're going to be taking a deeper dive into the area of evil that has hijacked our society. And we're going to have a different perspective. I'm going to use a metaphor from my childhood, actually, as we dive deeper into this topic today to make it simple and applicable. So at the end of this podcast, you will have that determination to simply apply with the activation of the Holy Spirit within you, the desire for certain behaviors to snuff out evil on a daily basis. So let's jump in. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Sweet Jesus, we know that without you, we can do nothing good. And with you, all things are possible. We are your ambassadors. Make your appeal through us. Forgive us for our tendency 
to give in to identity theft, to forget whose we are, to allow our emotions to guide our behaviors, to be a part of the problem versus the solution. Give us the grace to begin again. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So this is a topic that's actually coming out of my own prayers and meditations before God. And it was really ignited. I, I had a, a small group that I meet once a month or once every couple months, actually. And it's led by a, a friend of mine and mentor, Father Nathan. And he is the founder and facilitator of the mission, the Eagle Eye Ministries, Eagle Eye Ministries. And it's it's, it's all about championing leaders in Christ. Um, the other organization that I'm involved with is Lead Like Jesus. I believe in our culture, we're having a leadership crisis. So behind closed doors, I'm spending a lot of time being attentive as to the role that God desires for me to play. And I encourage you to do the same as the body of Christ in the midst of a leadership crisis. What part do you want me to play on a daily basis to be able to stand in the gap, to be your ambassador, to make for you to make your appeal through me in this world as a leader, as a follower of you? And what does that look like? And we're all, anytime that you're in a position to inspire another human being in any capacity, whether it be in the household, whether it be with your children, whether it be with friends, whether it be with small groups, whether it be with um, direct reports, whether it be within your company or a company you work for, we all have opportunities to be in, in a place of inspiring the human beings entrusted to our care. So today, perhaps there is a piece of information that the Holy Spirit desires for you to take to up your game, to overcome the wildfire of evil that surrounds us um, and the sin that so easily entangles us as we're told in the scriptures. I'm going to begin with what Father Nathan actually asked us to read for our small group that was very inspiring to me. He usually, he usually offers us a reading to, to pray, prayerfully go through before we meet. And this one actually came from um, the 8th World Youth Day that was actually held in Colorado, where I reside. And it was on Sunday, August 1993, Sunday, August 15th, 1993. And um, John Paul II, the Pope at the time, came to Denver. And he was actually discouraged from coming from Denver and encouraged to go to other cities, but he decided, decided to choose Denver for various reasons. One of which is he wanted to um, go into a place that perhaps wasn't as familiar with the call to action for Christ. And I'm just going to read a part of his talk that he gave to the youth at this time. And I remember, I remember watching it on TV. I was eight months pregnant at the time, but I do remember watching and being very moved by it. But this going through it again, it was very convicting, particularly this one, this one particular paragraph from his talk. So John Paul II, Pope John Paul II says, do not be afraid to go out into the streets and into public places like the first apostles who preached Christ and the good news of salvation in the squares of cities, towns, and villages. This is no time to be ashamed of the gospel. 
Romans 1.16. It is time to preach it from the rooftops, Matthew 10.27. Do not be afraid to break out of comfortable and routine modes of living in order to take up the challenge of making Christ known in the modern metropolis. It is you who must go into the byroads, Matthew 22, 9, and invite everyone you meet to the banquet which God has prepared for his people. The gospel must be kept, must not be kept hidden because of fear or indifference. It was never meant to be hidden away in private. It has to be put on a stand so that people may see its light and give praise to our Father, our Heavenly Father. The part that really landed for me that I've been thinking about since really leaning into this talk was it is time to preach it from the rooftops. Do not be afraid to break out of comfortable and routine modes of living in order to take up the challenge of making Christ known in the modern metropolis. It is you who must go out into the byroads and invite everyone you meet to the banquet which God has prepared for his people. So keep in mind that paragraph from JP2's talk World Youth Day, 8th World Youth Day, back given back in 1993. As we dive deeper into our topic for today, which is how to overcome the wildfire of evil. Now, I could end this podcast right now just by asking that question, how do we overcome the wildfire of evil? And just reading this paragraph right here, don't be afraid to go out into the streets and into the public places like the first apostles who preached Christ and the good news of salvation in the squares, cities, towns, and villages. And that's the answer right there. I'm going to give a few more talking points around this topic. However, keep in mind that that is our call. We overcome evil with good as our reading, which we'll dive a little bit deeper into Romans 12 verse 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How do we do this? Go out into the squares, preach the good news. Do not fear. Preach it from the rooftops. Do not be afraid to break out of the comfortable and routine modes of living. It was never meant to be hidden away in private. It has to be put on a stand so that people may see its light and give praise to our Heavenly Father. So we have that opportunity on a daily basis to fear less, to trust more, to surrender more, and to, and to move forward. As Father Nathan was reminding us, people are stuck. They're stuck in what's not working out around them. And as a result of this feeling of, of uh, paralysis, the solution lies in our choice to move forward to move forward so much so in the mission to do good in this world that I don't have time for you to affect me. And those are the words of Father Nathan that landed with me in our meeting this week. I don't have time for you to affect me because I am so wrapped up in being an ambassador for Christ that I can't be hijacked. <laughs> That's my desire. I'm not saying I'm there. That's my desire that I'm so wrapped up 
and focused on being an ambassador for Christ that I don't have time to allow you to affect me or to allow the news to affect me or political stances to affect me. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Be so immersed in doing the good that God desires for us to do, preaching the gospel, loving our enemies, praying for those who persecute us. In fact, my invitation to you is to spend several days, if not a week, just camping on Romans chapter 12 and inviting the Holy Spirit, which is part of emotional intelligence, the activation of the Holy Spirit within to help you discern and manage your emotions. As you read through each one of these verses in Romans chapter 12, it is full of invitation. I'm curious what the Holy Spirit desires for you to activate. It begins with Paul saying, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, to offer yourselves, your entire bodies, spirit, mind, emotions, bodies, as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his perfect, pleasing will. Good, perfect, pleasing will. That's how it starts off. Romans starts off just jumping right in. Hey, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Well, what happens when we renew our mind in Christ? We start to have the ability to really overcome evil with good because we're able to test and approve what God's will is. We know what is of God and what's not of God. We also know our stance, where where we're called, we're his ambassador. We're to be so attentive and so uh, focused on moving forward to bringing the gospel out. It's really the, the gospel call, the call of Jesus, the great commission, go out into all nations, preach it from the rooftops. Do not fear. I am with you to overcome evil with good. Then we jump to verse nine, which talks about love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Paul goes on in verse 14, bless those who persecute you. What? You know how hard that is <laughs> to bless those who persecute you. Again, we go back to the definition of emotional intelligence in Christ, the activation of the Holy Spirit within you to discern and manage your emotions. This is a job for God and the power of the Holy Spirit within you. It's only possible with the love and encounter encounter with the love of God, truly a transformational encounter with the love of God that allows you to experience the activation of the Holy Spirit within you so profoundly that you are able to bless those who persecute you. That's overcoming evil with good. Live in harmony with one another. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. That's overcoming evil with good. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. These are very practical invitations, all contained in one chapter in the book of Romans 12. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. 
but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Who is it in your life today that has been used as a vehicle for evil to trigger you out of the peace of Christ? Because we did a podcast called, Are You Fighting the Wrong Battle? If you haven't listened to that one, I encourage you to go to edgegodin.com or go to the podcast app. You can look up Edge God In and look for the podcast entitled, Are You Fighting the Wrong Battle? That will give you some great intel in terms of taking back the power that Satan tries to take when he uses anxiety and stress to steal your peace. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If you're not at peace, you can't give out peace. You can't give out what you haven't mastered within with the Holy Spirit. So if you're not experiencing peace in your life, that's an invitation to come back to the Prince of Peace for him to reorder things within to help you to snuff out the evils, the evil ones, tactics and trickery to steal and rob your peace. Come back. Come back to the lover of your soul today. Do not take revenge, my friends. I've been very convicted on this because there's certain things that have been triggering me that I've had this very dark spot within me that comes up that wants to see revenge or uh, it's kind of like you can say, oh, well, I, I just want justice to be done or deceit to be revealed and justice to be done. That's a prayer that I pray quite a bit. I pray that deceit is revealed and justice is done. Got to be very careful with that prayer, however, because Satan comes in, which he often does with a, with a well-intended prayer and uh, using trickery adds darkness to it. And the darkness to desiring justice is that it can easily spill over to a seed of wanting revenge and rejoicing in the downfall of your enemies, so to speak. Be very careful. Because then you get hijacked or I get hijacked to be used to spread the wildfire of evil in the world. Do not touch. Do not taste. Remain in love. God is your vindicator. He will judge. He will handle it. Our positionality is to love and to trust and to continue to preach the gospel message fearlessly in this world. Do not take revenge, my friend, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if we truly trust that God will take care of it, he will avenge, he will repay. I heard a powerful statement. Uh, that was actually originated from St. Augustine, which I'm a huge fan of St. Augustine's work. And he says, truth is like a lion. Release it and it will defend itself. Truth is like a lion. Release it and it will defend itself. Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. There is no need for you to defend him. He will defend himself. He has defended himself. We know how this ends. 
our place is the positionality to remain in a place of love. So God can do mighty work through us. Love transforms, judgment repels. On the contrary, Paul says here, hey, it's not for you to avenge. Leave that to God. This is, this is your stance. This is where you stay. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will burn, heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That is how that, that's how that chapter ends. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. How do we do this? What does this look like? I'm going to just give a few thoughts around this before we close today's podcast that came to me as I was meditating on this in my own life. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Evil uses the behaviors or situations around us to trigger us into negative thinking. I'll say that again. Evil, the prince of evil, uses the behaviors or situations, behaviors of other people or situations around us, uses them to trigger us into negative thinking, which fuels, perpetuates, moves forward, advances negative behaviors and contributes to the spread of evil like wildfire. I live in Colorado and we just experienced one of the most devastating fires that coursed through our land here in Colorado. Hundreds of people have been left homeless as a result of this fire. The fire started with a small spark. The winds were out of control in some areas they were over 100 miles an hour. The fire spread so fast, people barely had a chance to get out of their houses. And the ramification of that one spark was devastation. We have a choice on a daily basis, metaphorically speaking, to either fuel that spark of evil in this world or not, depending upon how we respond. And our invitation is to respond quickly. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him instantly. There's no lag time there. As soon as you feel it, resist him, and he will flee. The invitation on our part, invitation is to resist and turn to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Fix our eyes on Jesus. To overcome evil with good, anytime we make the conscious, divinely inspired choice, to respond to evil with a gesture of God's goodness. Anytime we make the conscious divinely inspired choice to respond to evil. Now we just defined how evil shows up. Evil will, will show up or embody the, in, in the behaviors or situations around us. Evil uses the Prince of evil uses the behaviors and situations around us, whether they be politically, in the workforce, in the home, in the family, amongst friends, he uses it, uses the behaviors and situations around us to trigger us into negative thinking, which perpetuates negative behaviors, which ultimately contributes to the spread of evil. To overcome evil with good, anytime we make a conscious, divinely inspired choice, to respond to evil with a gesture of God's goodness, we silence, silence, 
or snuff out the match, the spark that would have led to the spread of evil like wildfire. How do we snuff out the spark that starts the wildfire of evil in our lives as soon as we become aware of it? When I was little, and this is the story that came to my mind when I was meditating on this topic, praying about this topic in my own life, show me God how to overcome evil with good. The story came to my mind. My mom used to love to light candles when we would have dinner, not all the time, but many times I remember she would light candles and it was such a big honor at the end. There was four of us and we'd all kind of grapple for the opportunity to snuff out the candle with this little device. I called it, we called it the snuffer. It's, it's just snuffed out the, 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 um, the flame because when you put this little device, it was a, it was a, um, made of uh, a metal device that had a, a handle, a long handle to it. And at the end, dangling at the end was this cup, this metal cup, this little tiny cup that you would just, it was perfectly sized to fit over the candle and starve the flame of oxygen. Poof, instantly it would go out. It totally, it totally engulfed the flame and prevented any oxygen, which fueled the flame from getting to the flame. So poof, in an instant, it went out. And I would use this tool to suffocate the flame. It surrounded the flame, immediately it went out. And metaphorically speaking, when I'm so engulfed with the goodness of God, and therefore move to direct all of my daily behaviors in a mission of spreading the gospel message in the world, I don't have any time to allow evil to affect me. Either do you. When you are so engulfed, engulfed in spreading the gospel message and inflamed with the love of God, not of the world, then you can snuff out the spark of evil instantaneously. Just as Jesus did in the desert in Luke chapter four, Satan was coming at him every time he snuffed him out, snuffed him out by coming back instantly with a verse that snuffed out the spread of the message or the, the invite or the grab or the temptation he was trying to snag Jesus on, snuffed it out. We too have the authority to do the same thing. And visually, just as that, that uh, metal dome type fixture at the end of the handle would snuff out the flame when we are so engulfed with the presence of Christ and so convicted to do God's will in our mind, our will, and emotions, then we do not have any time to allow evil to affect us. Whether that evil shows up in the opinions of other people, in the news, politics, illnesses, financial worries, we don't have any time. Because we are on the front lines to preach the gospel. We are fixed on doing what Jesus wants us to do. And when we can say, I am fixed on doing what Jesus 
would do if you were walking the earth. On my path today, I am so fixed on doing what you want me to do. Then I snuff out any spark of evil that comes before me, whether or not the evil one uses the opinions of another person, uh, lack of a desired outcome, news, politics, illnesses, financial worries, whatever it is, I'll try to use it all to snag you, to snag me. We can snuff it, snuff that out instantly when we allow ourselves to be consumed by the fire of God, not the world. We can just snuff out that spark instantly so it doesn't spread. Sweet Jesus, help us to engulf any spark of evil that we encounter in our life today. Immediately. As we starve it of the fuel it needs to spread our attention. Help us to fix our eyes on you, to not look to the right or to the left. So that you would declare the gospel through us by the power of the Holy Spirit, the message of love, of forgiveness, of salvation from the rooftops today. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This last prayer is putting into action the metaphor from my childhood of snuffing out the candles by starving it of oxygen. When we starve the spark of evil of our attention, just even looking at it for one moment, whether or not it comes to us through the news, politics, illnesses, financial worries, opinions of other people, undesired outcomes, fear, feelings of failure. There are many different avenues that Satan tries to use to start a spark of evil. And as we started our podcast with, remember, evil uses, the evil one uses the behaviors or situations around us to trigger us into negative thinking. Once he does that, that's the spark. If we give our attention, that's the fuel, that's the oxygen that allows a fire to spread. There are over 100 mile an hour winds here in Colorado. It flattened everything in its path. Evil does the same. Resist the urge to give the seed of negative thinking any attention, and you will starve it of its source, your attention, so that you can be so engulfed with doing the will of God that you don't have time for anyone to affect you. You don't have time for anything you see, hear, read to get you off track because you are moving forward with a conviction of heart that I am here as an ambassador for Christ to proclaim from the rooftops the gospel message for the sake of salvation of souls. Do not be afraid, my brothers and sisters in Christ to go out into the streets, into public places, like the first apostles who preached Christ and the good news of salvation in the squares and cities and towns and villages. 
This is no time to be ashamed of the gospel. It's time to preach it from the rooftops. Do not be afraid to break out of the comfortable and routine modes of living in order to take up the challenge of making Christ known in this world. It is you. It is me. We must go out into the byroads and invite everyone to meet, everyone we meet, to the banquet which God has prepared for his people. The gospel must not be kept hidden because of fear or indifference. It was never meant to be hidden away in private. It has to be put on a stand. Now is the time so that people may see its light and give praise to our Heavenly Father. Thank you, JP2, for these words that are so apropos and much needed today to convict our hearts to snuff out the spark of evil as we continue our journey here on earth to make God recognizable. So resist the spark, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the spark of evil that tries to hijack you into negative thinking. Overcome evil with good by resisting the spark of evil within you. If your enemy is hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. It is for God to avenge, not you, not me. We are here to be ambassadors for Christ. The gospel message of salvation through the archway of love and humility for the sake of salvation of souls. Give them heaven out there. There is enough of the dark side. I look forward to our next podcast together. In the meantime, you can go to edgegodin.com, look at the resources, the readings that are connected to today's podcast. And you can discover and explore and join us in the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. It is time to overcome the wildfire of evil by resisting the spark within us to negative thinking and to stand for what is good, right, true, beautiful, excellent, and praiseworthy. Enjoy your gift of life today.